Okay, folks, welcome back to another edition of Cracking the Code. I'm Ryan Skinner, and today's guest, Marcus Odgin, and I butcher his name all the time. Uh, Marcus, welcome. How you doing, Ryan? Thanks for having me on, man. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you. So Marcus came into my life. Um, we were both at a conference, and there aren't many people that work out first thing in the morning when they're away at a conference. And there's two guys at the gym, and it's me and him. And I've always been in decent shape, but then I see Marcus, and then I don't feel so good. And uh, I look over and we start talking and it turns out he was the keynote speaker. And through the grace of God, he's come into my life. He's been a great mentor to me. The biggest thing for me in life, I don't need to know about somebody who grew up and they came from a white picket fence. They, you know, the parents had great life. They came for money. They went to college, yada, yada. Now just probably supposed to have two and a half kids. I need to know about the guy and the woman that fell on their face, struggled, fought back. That, that's what I see. That, that's what saved my life. I'm a drug addict and I lost everything. And when I hear stories, a comeback story, you know, Marcus, when people look at your story from the outside now, Marcus is a big time coach. He's a keynote speaker, played in the NFL for years. His brother was a Hall of Fame NFL player. You know, you look at it on paper, you think, wow, this guy has it all. But Marcus, the truth is, like, when you were younger, your mom wasn't there and your dad raised you. Yeah, that's correct, Ryan. My mom left when I was eight years old, Christmas morning. So my brother, Jonathan, and I were raised by a single father, Cheryl Philip Ogden. And it was tough, man. I mean, it was tough growing up without your mom in the house. It was tough, you know, learning how to do everything just from a guy's perspective. My dad did a really good job of involving my maternal grandparents, my mom's mom and dad. They were real big in my life. But I tell you what, Ryan, yeah, growing up, you know, in the in the 80s, you know, without having a mom in the house and, you know, there wasn't like, you know, the internet, there wasn't like things to tell you like, do this, do this, do this. So like, we had to learn like, you know, wash our own clothes, cook our own meals, take care of ourselves. Because again, my dad, made sure that we were self-sufficient men because he knew any time this could happen to him, your spouse could leave you. And, you, and I've talked about, Ryan, I am recently divorced. You know, so I just bought a home, but I'm going through that again. And it's funny, my parents divorced when I was eight. My daughter is now eight. And I actually met my stepdaughter, Ryan, when she was eight. That's funny. Yeah, there's no coincidence in God's world. I think what's been so amazing for me is getting to know you as a person. You know, and, I, you know, not knowing the person on paper, but, you know, you play in the NFL. And well, actually, I think you were early in your career. You might have been just out of college and your dad died. Uh, yeah, my dad passed away about my third uh, year in the NFL. So, yeah, I was 25 years old. That was unexpected, really hard and really rough. But, you know, I always say it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you. That's the reality. Oh. Oh, I agree. I mean, my... the choice. you got to play the best choice in front of you. I mean, there's always a good choice and a bad choice. And we've all suffered. And you can sit in self-loathing and self-pity or you push through it and you push through it. And then you retire from the NFL. You launched probably one of the most successful. I mean, was it African-American owned construction mm -hmm. company in Baltimore? That's correct. Yep. We started off, Ryan, doing small concrete work that we went into like site work, development, excavation. And we became the largest African-American owned subcontractor in the earthwork division in the city of Baltimore and the state of Maryland for two years. And it's interesting, right, Ryan? I didn't know a damn thing about construction, but I was good at marketing and sales and networking. Like I said, this is before we had like LinkedIn. This is before we had like, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think MySpace had just come out. There was no real Facebook. There was no Instagram. So, I mean, you had to do the good old fashioned, go to events, meet people, shake hands. It wasn't anything behind the screen type of network like there is today. Marcus, you know, speaking of that, I think what, what attracted me to you, what made you and I connect as friends is the fact that you're, you're authentic. In fact, I think the name of your podcast, isn't it Get Authentic? It is. It's called Get Authentic with Marcus Ogden. That's correct, Ryan. 
And it's true. You're just a genuine guy. And uh, I still do business that way. With all the internet, all the technology out there, it's just not me. When people say, well, can you give me a business card? I say, I'm not a jackass. I don't carry business cards. I don't want to be that, that guy handing out business cards. I don't like it. I don't like it. And if you want to get to know me and you want to do business with me, you'll find your way in. And you find your way in, you got a warm handshake. If you can get through Marie at the door who works for me, and she's like a second mother to me, if you can get through her, you belong here. And that's just and that's just what I've learned over time. And so as I've gotten into going into the coaching field and starting to do this and mentoring people, you've taught me so much. And a lot of it, it's not, it's not about the the football that you had or the construction. Your construction company fell apart. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Oh, Brian. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, 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 Brian, it fell apart because I lost sight of how to treat people. You and I talk about this all the time, right? I, I coach you. I serve you as a, as a coach. But if you are in business, right, Ryan, and you're great at the hard skills, knowing your business, all that, that's awesome. But if you have no soft skills, be compassionate to people, empathetic, like you said, Maria is like a second mom to you. Like if you can get through her, we can talk, but she's not going to let anybody through her barricade to you. That's because your soft skills with her, right, Ryan? Are unmatched and that's what if people hire you that are going through midlife crisis that are struggling they're going to learn how to lean on the soft skill i mean like for me right right i mean i'm going like i said this divorce i mean it's, it's not final yet i mean it's signed off but it's not final to november and i tell everybody without my inner circle my good friends. I mean, I thought you know, Father's Day is this weekend, right? Right on June 19th coming up. And uh I was like, man, am I gonna do anything for Father's Day? And then my best friend and business partner said, Oh no, no, no. Me and another friend and our family are gonna take you out. And what's fair because you need to be celebrated for Father's Day. And that made me realize, right, Ryan, how much the soft skills I have now working with people and my team and my clients and my friends really does make a difference in how you are successful. So people are looking to hire you will get that hard skill, but also around that soft skills training they need for somebody like you who's been there that can take them across the finish line. I appreciate that. You know, I'll be candid about three, four years ago, my turnover here was high at my job because at business, I was good at what I did, but I had no soft skills. It was cut, you know, these are the numbers. The numbers speak for themselves. What's going on? Why is this? And then one day it hit me. I'm like, geez, I love these people. And if I love them and I treat them like family, they'll go to war. They'll go to the mattress for me. I now it took me 24 years of being in business to have the perfect team around me. I can say to you now, at each department, I have the perfect person. And a lot of it, you're right. A lot of it does take putting effort into and it's I put very little effort into going to ask what's going on with this paperwork or that. It's hey, what's going on at home? How you doing? I know your landlord's a pain in the butt. Hey, how you doing? How's how's the great? The relationship is and years ago I didn't have that inside of me. I didn't have that authentic and I didn't fake it. I'm not a big figure. So I just basically said, Hey, I don't really I don't genuinely care that much about certain things. I'm not gonna ask. And then as I got older and gone through some stuff in my life, I learned that people are people are the biggest gift. You know, time is all you have. And, and the people that God blesses you with, you know, you gotta, you gotta value them. And one thing that was great for me to hear is after the construction company kind of fell apart, one, you owned it. The way you owned it, saying, hey, you know what, Ryan? I didn't, you didn't say this happened to me. Because everybody says this happened to me. You know, I used to go around before me, this happened to me. One day I had to look in the mirror and say, there's accountability. That's with number one. If you want the credit, you got to take the blame. But man, your coaching business exploded. Your, your keynote speaking exploded. You're speaking at some of the biggest world in the world. You're not a money guy. It's something inside you that attracts people in the finance world like myself to you and just people who want to become a better person. So, so speak on that. How did you get into speaking at keynote me? What What's the biggest, that big firm? I, I'm drawing a blank. But <laughs> oh, you're talking about the Carson group. Yes. Yeah. Great question, Ryan. So really, man, after I lost everything, 
I moved to Raleigh and I was fired. For, I worked for Maryland for a short time, fired, all my fault. I was trying to network. I didn't do good on my practice exams. Went to a construction company, got fired from that job. That was my fault. Also, I didn't get a signed contract there for five days and fired. And I ended up working as a custodian, right, Ryan, in downtown Raleigh for $8.25 an hour. being a pro football player. A baller. Your brother's in the Hall of Fame. And now you're, and I don't mean to be to degrade this, but you know, my grandfather was a custodian, but that's where his education, he was an immigrant. For you, you were up here. You know, I remember a guy when I was getting logged off to jail once. The guy said, Ryan, you were up here. This guy, T, we'll call him T. He said, now look at you, you're down here. And it crushed me, but it was a harsh reality I ever hear. So what did you do to come back? What did you say to yourself? Because I'm like, there's something you have to say to yourself that somebody else can tell you. Well, you know what, Ryan? What happened is I still had no accountability when I was a custodian. I still blamed my business partner, the client, my employees. And then when I had my rock bottom moment where somebody's trash and rotten meat and nasty garbage, right, Ryan, got my body, my skin, and my clothes, that was my wake-up call. One of my favorite people on earth is J.K. Rollins, who wrote the Harry Potter series. She wrote that in her car in Starbucks, and she said – Rock bottom is the moment that she rebuilt her life. And then that's when she launched the book. She's, Ryan, today the only billionaire author in the world, right? She's given away over a quarter of a billion dollars to charity. So for me, right, Ryan, when I had that rock bottom moment, that was the wake-up call. That was the light turning. I said, Marcus, you're the culprit. You messed up. Not art, your business partner, not the clients, not your employees. It was you. You did work that you shouldn't have done without a signed contract. You trusted somebody that took advantage of you, and that's business. They're going to watch out for their bottom line over yours. And that's when I went home, Ryan. I wrote down my strengths. And I said, hmm. I want to speak. And that launched it. But I didn't get a job paid for two and a half years. I kept working as a custodian. I trained kids in football. I ran seven on seven camps. I was a birthday clown at birthday parties. I did all these things, right, just to make ends meet. And I called that I was taking care of my business while I was pursuing my career of trying to be a speaker, coach, consultant, so on and so forth. You know, I always say, so when I speak at prisons, I go, and I've spoken at a lot of prisons because I've been to prison. And I always say the bottom is a springboard to the top. When you hit the bottom, you can't go any lower. Bounce off it. That's what defines you. Do you lay on the bottom, you bounce off. And every person has the same ability. Like some people say, well, you have this talent, right? You have the finance ability. I had a fight to get licensed back. I had a fight for this. Nobody has a free path back. And you had to work, work, work. And I do the same thing. I mean, I remember being on food stamps, mass health. You know, I remember walking to a gym because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get a car. I didn't have a house to live in. And I remember I used to watch this YouTube, this video. And it was a song, I Need a Doctor by Dr. Dre. And he had a car and I crashed it up. I said, someday I'm going to own a house. I'm going to pay it off. I'm going to buy that car. And, you know, I, I pulled up today at work in that car. And that's mm -hmm. the stuff that you can do. But more importantly, what I always say, what defines you is what you do for people that can't do anything for yourself, for you. I do a lot with charity. Um, I'm not giving away a quarter billion. I don't have a quarter billion. But, you know, I always try to give away. I believe in tithing. And I don't give it all to a church. I won't lie to you. But I make sure the homeless shelters, you know, people, kids don't go without socks. I try to pay it forward because it's been good to me. I've been on the top and on the bottom. The bottom sucks. And a lot of times, these kids that are on the bottom, they suffer. They don't. They shouldn't suffer. There's two uh -huh. I heard you say when you spoke at that keynote that made me want to reach out to you. You said there's accountability and there's responsibility. And to this day, I you know I remember asking you because I forgot what exactly the definition was. And I said, when I get up in the morning, I have responsibility to put food on the table for my kids to make sure my staff eats. I have a responsibility to make sure my clients are serviced. I have an accountability to Ryan to be the best man he can. 
And when you taught mm -hmm. me that, yes, I that, it, it sounds so simplistic, but man, it changed a lot for me. Well, well, Ryan, I'm looking at you now in your business. When you hired me, you were doing very well, but you were still struggling with what I call the imposter syndrome of realizing that you deserve better for what you were getting. And now that you see that, and now that you're living that, business is better. People are reaching out to you. You started a podcast. You're going on podcasts. You're sharing your story. People that want to get ahead to have a midlife crisis or have had a midlife crisis, Ryan's your guy. I mean, he's been through, like he says, top, the bottom, here, there, everywhere. And you want to hire somebody to coach you that's been there, that is been where you are and is trying to get is where you're trying to get and that's what people are with me like you know, I've, I've been at the bottom i've been at the top i've been back to the bottom i had to start over i had four hundred dollars to my name i you know i i i mean i remember going to stores you know spending 50 bucks trying to get food and the credit cards would you know wouldn't work and you know uh, just coming down here to raleigh and having both cars repossessed in the same day ryan pulled off of my driveway in the rental prop that we just got to because we couldn't get anything else up in baltimore i mean I've been through it all. So again, when you hire somebody, hire someone that's been where you are and is where you aspire to be. Because when you have that type of setup, you are going to be going. Like you said, right, Ryan? You're accountable to yourself and you're responsible to people around you. Again, you want to hire Ryan, he's going to be accountable to himself, be the best Ryan and then he's going to be responsible to you to make you the best, whatever you want to do, whatever your struggles are, Ryan's going to make sure you are going to get through and get to the finish line and beyond whatever you were struggling with in your own life. It's funny. A guy asked me the other day, he said, you know, now that you're doing coaching, I'd like to hire. He said, but I don't understand your business. Now, since you, you know, since I hired you to start doing some coaching for me, I was doing well back then, but business has tripled since tripled. I mean, and the funny part is I don't even pay attention to it. I don't worry. I have this overwhelming faith that God's going to carry me. I, when I say God, God works for people. Like um, the gentleman who's on our last podcast, uh, good friend of mine, George Mumford, he worked with the Bulls and Kobe and those guys. He was a mindfulness coach. And we mm -hmm. had a friend and we always bonded and and he came into my life when I needed him. And then right at the right time, you came in. And this has just allowed my life to explode. I don't, I, so I have an overwhelming feeling that things can be okay because I know I'll just do the legwork. It's not going to be okay every day. But each day I'll be forward a little bit. And that's what I tell guys. I said, with the coach I am, it's not a, hey, we have this call once a week. It's, hey, we have a call. But if you need me, call me. Hey, I reached out to you. I said, I'm going through depression. I'm going through some stuff at home, um, similar stuff that you went through. I need somebody to help me get through this. Hey, Ryan, I'm going to reach out to you every morning. I'm going to text you. Next thing, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., every single morning, Marcus's name pops up on my phone. And there was an accountability to me, also a little bit to you, saying, hey, you know what, this guy's going to reach out to me every morning, and he cares enough. And that's what a good coach does. It's not a, it's not a once, you know, it's, my therapist once said to me, the hour is a symbol of our relationship. And that's what it is. Our hour-long call once a week is a symbol of our relationship. Our calls outside, our texts, the, hey, how you doing? Hey, how's this going? Hey, I've got this going on, my, my ex, all this stuff. That's who we are and that's what coaching is about yourself i know why you have the success you have and it has nothing to do with just a single hour we need you somebody it's who you are and it's a great mentor to be a good role model marcus you have been a gift i um i'm just psyched i'm psyched to know you you're, you're awesome you've come back from such great moment the, the fall is what makes it unique like your brother seems like his trajectory kind of went like this I can't relate to that. That's not my story. A lot of people can. There are guys out there. I um, but then there are people like you and me who will fall. And then the comeback story. I mean, you're ultra successful now. I mean, I know what people are paying you to do keynote speeches. I know where you're at. You're mm -hmm. where a lot of us aspire to be. 
and you're there because of hard work and genuinely giving it. I didn't know you didn't have the soft skills because you've been nothing but soft and kind to me. My first story, I said to my our producer, I said, you know, geez, I first saw him, I thought I was in decent shape. I looked over and I said, Jesus, this guy came off the line. I hit the ball and run the other way. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the guy you are today, man, you're helping me be a better father, you know, a better person, better businessman. That, that's a gift to me. Well, you know what, Ryan? The fact you said, and I appreciate that you're being a, a better father, better, you know, a better person. That's going to naturally make you a better businessman, ladies and gentlemen. Did you hear what he said? His business tripled since working with me, and that's the type of stuff that really is going to hit the bottom line. But it starts with who you are as a person. When you're happy in who you are as a person, you don't worry about life in this good takes care of itself again you cannot prevent stress in life right ryan but if you are really in a happy position you can prevent burnout right because burnout happens when you're not happy with yourself or at home or in relationships and it kind of comes into your work but you now are happy with who you are as a person as a father as a mentor as a podcast host as a businessman as a leader and everybody now is like flocking to ryan that's why i'm so excited about your podcast because a lot of people don't open up like you did. Like you said, you're cracking the code. I mean, like, that's what it is. Like, you know, when you crack the code, you should want to share that with people. And people, like I say, great coaches like me, like Ryan, like other people, they are an investment. It's not an expense because you're investing in growing you, your mindset, your professional life, your personal life. And when all that happens, you're going to get back like Ryan triple fold. And that's what it, it's an investment. It's not an expense. I look at it this way. If you're going to spend 20 grand on coach, you better make a hundred back. I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. That's what I've done my whole life. But if you're making that hundred of now, you're making about 200 more, 300 more, whatever it is. But more importantly, I was waking up every day with anxiety, the weight of the world. I, I Every day I just thought, I got to do this again. And that's how I had the same feeling every day. I've got to do this again. I don't want to. I just want to stay alive for my daughter. I don't want to go back to being a drug addict. I just, I got to get through this. Today, I'm not existing. I'm living. I wake up 5 a.m., boom, I'm ready. You know, I'm working the last three nights I gave workshops. I didn't get home till 10 o'clock the past three nights. 5 a.m. this morning, boom. You know, I'm going through some stuff and, you know, coexisting with my wife still and, She's looking at me and she's like, you know, what are you doing up? And because for so long, I could get up just in time to roll out of bed, drive my daughter to school and go to work. And now my daughter's on summer vacation. I'm up an hour earlier and, the, and I'm like, I'm no longer going to live like that guy. I'm not going to live in a depression. I'm not going to live in a negativity. And I, and I feel lighter. And, um, and, and that has nothing to do with her. That was my own issue. And that's why, Ryan, your wife was like, hmm, who is this new sexy guy here? He's getting up all the time. <laughs> He's working out. He's not just rolling out of bed. He's not just living. He's thriving, right? And when people see you thriving, right, Ryan, it is magnetic. We talk about this all the time. Like me now, I bought my dream home, you know, by myself, right? You know, you know, with my amazing team. But like, it was, there's no co-signer in my house. I don't have a, another person on my mortgage. It's just Marcus Ogden because now I am thriving. I'm getting up early. I'm taking care of it. I'm at, the, I'm at the gym right now. I mean, that's the background. Here's the pool. Like I'm at lifetime. I finished my workout here that I got an appointment and then another one and then pick up my daughter today and then have things going with friends. I mean, I've, I'm busy, but I'm not like, just like surviving. Like, and that's how I felt when I was, you know, back when I was married sometimes, like, Oh, I got to get up. Oh, it's the hassle. Oh, it's this Well, Now I'm like, boom. And now because of that, like you said, right, Ryan, business is better. 
I'm better. And when that happens, clients become better. So again, that's why coaches like Ryan are so important. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're struggling with a midlife crisis, having an issue, Ryan's your guy because he's been through it. He's now on the other side. He can help you get through it to the other side. Marcus, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. I know you're busy as hell. And I know that every time I pick up the phone, you respond, you do whatever I need. You're a great friend. You're like a brother at this point. But man, I appreciate you. Uh, Get back to your day. God bless. Peace. God bless, brother.